Pastor Jim and I are working on our masters, um, and we're in our third year, thank God. One of the highlights for us is the connections that we make. Ministers and pastors from all around the world come to Mattersea in the northern part of England to study and receive their masters. One in particular my heart immediately attached to, and he's with us here today. This is my friend, Pastor Lobuto Insofu from Zambia. He's the president of Beth Adonai Rohi Ministries, has been in missional ministry for more than 27 years, been in pastoral ministry for more than 10 years, planted 14 churches. Amazing. He has a heart to build and help, build schools and help the needy. And I thank God for you. Thank you for coming and sharing your heart in the first service. I know that that was an on-time word for La Palma Christian Center. Church, would you help me welcome my friend today, Pastor Labuto in Sofu. Give thanks for Pastor Steve. Give the Lord a hand for Pastor Steve. Praise God. I'm so grateful for the hospitality that I received from the church. I'm so happy to be here in La Palma for the first time in my whole life. It's been a great, great experience, and I know that the Lord has some good things lined up for us, not only now, but in the future. And I want to invite him to Zambia next year. He's welcome. If you don't need him, let, let him know that I, I'm expecting him. <laughs> but I'm so glad to be here. I was, I've really had a great, great time with him and Jim uh, at Madison in uh, England, studying at our age. <laughs> very interesting time. Uh, I was one of those students that was very late when, we, when I got there, but uh, I had to catch up a lot. I had to, I just don't believe in failure. I just said, Lord, I'm not, I'm, I didn't come here to fail. <laughs> uh, I mean, I missed the whole introductory lectures and halfway through the second major lecture, but, uh, so I had no clue what was going on, but uh, thank God. Made it so far. Next year, graduated. Hallelujah. I'm a man, fam fa father of three beautiful children, and I also have an orphan that uh, lives with us also. So, um, I am a man that uh, God has blessed beyond wildest description. And uh, the, 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 the information that Pastor Steve gave is just at least 
a little knowledge of what God has done through my life. I could stand here and give you testimony after testimony, miracle after miracle, different things that God is doing, not only in my life, but even in Zambia. So today, as I bring to you, this is really coming out of a passion, out of my own heart, out of a desire to see people transformed and changed. I must say that if I make you uncomfortable in my ministry uh, this morning, it's deliberate. Uh, I, 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 and um, after this message, if you don't like it, just tell me to catch a flight. Uh, and I'll do that gladly. Hallelujah. I usually tell members of the church that when, make sure you inform the people. When they come, tell them that you're getting in the church at your own risk. But let's have a look at the word of God today at uh, the book of Number in Nehemiah chapter 2 in verse 17 to 20. Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 17 to 20. Then said I unto them, You see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lieth waste, and the gates thereof are burnt with fire. Come, and let us build up the war of Jerusalem, that we may be no more reproach. Then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me, as also the king's word that he had spoken unto me. And they said, let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. But when Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the servant the Ammonite and Gershom the Arabian heard it, they laughed us to scorn and despised us and said, what is this thing that they do? Will you rebel against the king? Then answered they, them and said unto them, The God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore we, his servants, will arise and build. But you have no portion, no right, no memorial in Jerusalem. Father, we thank you and we praise you for the reading of the scriptures. For you have said, faith comes by hearing. And hearing the word of God. I pray that faith may come alive in this congregation by media and by whatever means, those that listen to me speaking, Lord God, may they find, oh God, this word acceptable and applying to their circumstances, their position, their situations. For I pray and thank you for giving me the honor and privilege of speaking in Jesus' name. Amen. Jerusalem is totally ruined. This is Nehemiah. He cries and yearns for the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem. He gets a break. The king allows him to travel, gets letters and permits to get material wood and stone that they could rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. You must know the distress that Nehemiah was going through. It's because Jerusalem is not an ordinary city. It's a city that the Bible describes as the 
best of all cities, the golden city, the city of God, the beautiful city, the dwelling place of God. In fact, when they were in Babylon, they cried and said, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down and wept when we remembered Zion. Some of them could go ahead and say, may my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth if I forget you, Jerusalem. May, I, may, 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 may I, my skills be forgotten if I do not put you as the chiefest of all my joys. Jerusalem is special. It's unique. I've been privileged to travel to the, to the Holy Land every year, taking a group there for, for education and just for a pilgrimage tour. But the first time I went there was unique because when we arrived, we arrived at night. Didn't see much, it was too dark, straight to the hotel. And we um, uh, were given beds to sleep. In the morning, I rose up. I was about to pray, but I decided to open the curtains. Almost like feeling like I was Daniel in the wrong Jerusalem instead of Babylon. But anyway, I opened up to pray. But when I did that, I found myself weeping. I cried. Then I started to, what's wrong with me? What, why am I crying? Jerusalem, the whole land. Wherever you turn, doesn't matter which way, they'll show you a grave or a tomb or some dried up bones. I said, what's so special about all these dried up bones? Why am I crying? But then, in my understanding, I began to appreciate the fact that I was being connected to the very heart of God's desire. The joy of the whole wide world, the Bible says. This is the land, that the, the only piece of ground that God ever says, my land. It's the only piece of ground that he deliberately says, I chose Jerusalem to put my name there. The Bible says beautiful for situations. The joy of the whole wide world. This is why Nehemiah was broken. Doesn't matter where a Jew was, no matter where they went, every year they traveled back to Jerusalem. They traveled back to take, take their tithes, to take their offerings. The Bible says those that went out in tears, they came back with joy, bearing the sheets with them. It was a place that they looked forward to. Never forgotten every time we traveled. And I encourage you to do this if you ever travel to Israel. When on your way out at the airport, once you've done your checking out, checking in formality at the airport, just before you get into those uh, security areas, stop and sing a Jewish song and see how many cameras will come flashing, <laughs> taking pictures of you. And what we do is we choose one song that talks about going to Jerusalem or coming back to Jerusalem or the place where God has put his name. The joy that thrills people's lives because everyone that you meet around there are either going and hoping to come back again. 
The trouble that I find in this passage of scripture in Nehemiah, this is 445 years before Jesus came. They built up the walls. This construction took about 52 days and it was done. We can check that out in chapter 15. In other words, although they were opposed, they only had a they only had a short time in which it was all done. We as Christians, as people today, if we went back, just this congregation would probably do the job. In other words, this reference is really not applying so much to us, but symbolizes something to which we all relate. The Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, very interesting passage of scripture. The Bible says, for you have not come, this is Hebrews 12, 17, for ye, verse 18, for ye are not come unto the mountain that might be touched, that burnt with fire, nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest, and the sound of trumpet and the voice of words, which voice they that heard entreated that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. Verse 22 says, But you have come unto Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, unto the innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, unto God the judge of all. Unto the spirit of just men made perfect. Unto Jesus the mediator of the new covenant. To the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. The aura that we have come to is totally different from that which Nehemiah experienced. We have come also to Jerusalem. We have come to the purpose of God. We have come to the beauty that God designed. We have come to the choice that God preferred. We have come to what he is doing. The interesting thing, oh, you don't hear me. The interesting thing is that we have come to an innumerable company of angels, ladies and gentlemen. Doesn't matter where you are looking. Doesn't matter how you feel. There are angels round about somewhere, wherever, in front, behind you, on top of you. God has brought us to a new place. God has brought us. I remember one time I was invited to speak in a Catholic church. Don't ask me how I got in there. I get into cra crazy places. But I was, as I was preaching there, I touched somebody's nerve. I touched somebody's. I was about to quit because there was disturbance. People rushed out picked up stones, were about to rush back to come and stone me. I was about to quit my interpreter who was a Catholic himself. He says, just go on, go on. And as I continued, I, I, when I preach, I preach like I'm going to die tomorrow. <laughs> be, 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 hey, I, I, I don't have no time. I don't know when this heart is going to quit on me. So leave me alone. As I was preaching, I noticed they stopped. The crowd that was making a noise outside, they stopped. And I preached. 
Then after the service, I asked a friend of mine, I said, what happened? He was sitting right next, at the back. They said, what happened? He says, I don't know. But when I turned back to the doorway where the noise was coming from, there was a tall man dressed in all white. He stopped them. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have not come to a desert mountain. We have come to the living God. We have come to an innumerable company of angels surrounding the throne of God. God has his angels round about us. We shall fear no evil, for the Lord is with us. Yet though we walk through the valley of the shadows of death, you shall fear no evil, for the Lord is with you. He who began a good work in you shall complete it in the day of Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. You must know that the Lord has brought us into a place that is beautiful. It's a place that he wants us to participate. Somebody say participate. I don't know how you say it in America, but I'm British. British accent. We, we, we learned British stuff. But we must be part of what God is doing. You can't be a passenger. You can't just be here because, well, Doreen said it's a, she, she wants me to be in church. That's why I'm here, Pastor. Well, well, my daddy said. You have not come to a desert mountain. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? You have come to the living God. Somebody say living God. He's not a dead God. He's alive. He's not somewhere out there. He's closer than you think. He's not looking at somebody else. He's watching over you. He gave you life. He gave you vitality. He gave you capability. You are here because he gave you strength to be here. Somebody must have convinced you to come here. But lady, they are just as shocked as you are. They don't know why you came here. But I can tell you there's an angel. There's a spirit of the living God. There's an awakening. There's a calling on your life. God drew you. You may have come out like a zombie wondering where you're walking to. But the Lord God is waking you up to bring you to a place where you ought to be. This is Jerusalem. This is what you have come to construct and build. This is what you have come to establish. God tells us that we have come to what is not made by human hands. Jerusalem in Nehemiah's time was built by human hands. But God is showing us of what we shall inherit. When you read the book of Jer Revelation, the Bible says, heavenly Jerusalem, not made by human hands. Listen to me. Each one of you here, you are part of establishing the kingdom of God. You are part of the construction of the kingdom of God. This is not a job for the pastor. This is not a job for the evangelist. 
This is not a job for the worship leader. This is not a job of God. Sometimes I, 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 I weep for some people. You, you miss the best part of what God is doing just for you. I've been in ministry for 27 years. I've seen the hand of God. I've seen miracles. I don't, there are people who travel and saying, I want to see miracles. I no longer look for miracles. Miracles, so what? Miracles are for the non-believers. For me, I don't need, I've, I've tasted honey. I don't need artificial stuff. I, you don't need to convince me honey is sweet. I, I, I have a real estate that has got bees on it. I know what is sweet and what's not sweet. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? I am no longer running from to and fro looking for a miracle, looking for a sign, looking for, listen to me, Jesus says, you unbelievers, there will be no sign but the sign of the prophet Jonas. He has already given you a sign. God wants you to plug in. Apply yourself to the building construction that God is involved in. God is building his church and the gates of hell shall not prevent or stand against it. Too many of us have got too many reasons. We've got too many reasons why we can't get involved in, I'm not an evangelist, I'm not really a good talker, I'm not really um, uh, keen on doing this. Listen to me, it's not about being keen, it's about being part of the kingdom. Well, I'm praying about it. One of these days I'll go out reaching out, praying about it. Have you noticed that when you're hungry, you don't pray about eating? Oh, come on. You know what I'm talking about. When was the last time you prayed about that Big Mac? Oh, I bind that Big Mac. I don't know. Nah, you always release it. How much? I'll pay anything. I'll tip you. There's some things you don't pray about. Oh, come on. Tell somebody next to you. You don't pray about some things. Some things you do. can tell you. Come on, husbands. You came to the front. Do you want your wife to say, I'm praying about loving you? <laughs> you don't want that. Listen, I can't pray about loving God. I, I can't pray about loving his will. I've got no choice. The Bible says, beloved, let us love one another. Love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that doesn't love, doesn't even know God, because God himself is love. You don't pray about witnessing. You don't pray about reaching out and touching somebody. You must always open your eyes. Let me tell you one thing. Each one of you, has got 10 people 
in your life. Some of them you don't even know them, but there are 10 in your life. And I'm just talking about the basic number. 10 people that you influence directly. Every morning you rise up, you brush your teeth, they brush their teeth. You don't brush your teeth, they don't brush their teeth. We have, I've, I've organized all kinds of different conferences. We, we, we organize conferences, thousands of people turn up. President turns up. One time we had the president and the former president coming to us because he just liked our theme. He says, we are one. They, they came. One of the things that we did, we had this, it was one whole week of conference. Every year we used to have it. We no longer have it. I'm starting a new work now. I'm starting afresh with a lot of things, different direction. But uh, one thing I realized that every time, you know, in Africa, we, can, we have all kinds of uh, attire. We have uh, East African, West African, South African, uh, all kinds of attire. We used to change our attire. Sometimes we were all in suits, business suits. The next day, everyone was dressed up business suit because they saw us as leaders, especially when we stood in front and we were dancing together, and they thought that, that's the way to go. Everyone was in suits, ties, and they were like walking like we were. Next moment, we dressed up in our badars, West African attire, all these garbs and stuff like that. Their whole congregation the next day, everybody was dressed up just like, hear me, people of God. Your life is a testimony and is a testimony about the kingdom of God. You are telling somebody that there is power, there is healing, there is deliverance, there is salvation, there is joy. Listen to me when you jump out here and you celebrate. Some people may not like it, but your disciples, they just love it. I was watching a commercial one time. This guy, was in a, he stepped on a, he's a celebrity, but he stepped on a piece of chewing gum. And then everybody was watching him, but he was trying to walk and then rub that thing out of his shoes. And he went trying to do that. All of a sudden, there was a whole column of people trying to imitate him. <laughs> walking. People of God, people are watching you. If the country is lost, listen to me, let me be personal. If La Palma is lost, look at yourself. Stop giving yourself an excuse. Well, well I just uh, go to that, Christ that church because, you know, I got to go somewhere. <laughs> I just went there because my wife wants me to go to church with her. So I escort her. I just wait there. She talks and chats with the pastor. When she's done, we move out. Listen to me, people of God. Our job is to build the kingdom. No matter who you are, our job is to establish, plant, fulfill, and establish what he has begun. Every resource that we have Nehemiah used everything, his influence. He was in front of the king. He used that influence in order to bring across that the building of the walls of Jerusalem need to be sponsored, need permits. Yes. 
Hear me, people of God. Some of you are in business. Some of you are in just general work. You are not there to earn a living. You're there to make sure that the kingdom of God is resourced, is empowered, is equipped, is built up, is going forward. Because no matter what we do, these monies, these resources are hopeless and useless once we die. One of my, my, my chiefest joys is to see young people evangelizing. We started a new work. Like I said, we started with seven people. Today, we are over 200 people. Six months ago, we already have about five congregations. Just six months ago, we already have two schools just six months ago. One of my favorite things is the school is not just for education, it's to bring, listen to me, I got saved when I was in junior high. I've realized that most people make up their decisions when they're in high school. I like that high school thing here. That's when we make up our mind where we're going. We must reach out. We must touch people. I, I mean, we, 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 we have got a people that are waiting for our information. You as Christian people must be able to touch lives more than any other time in the world. This is a generation we have. We will not have another generation to impact. We must communicate the gospel, touch lives that we have never even thought could be touched. By our personal lives, our resources must speak one of the things that I said, when I see anyone winning souls, they've got my attention. No matter what I have, I want to sponsor. I want to empower. Because money on earth is useless in heaven. You have to find a way of changing this currency into heavenly currency. Bitcoin doesn't work. Heavenly currency is trans... If you want to be rich in heaven, listen to me. Change your dollar into soul. Sponsor an evangelist. Put money in someone who is going for an evangelistic... I'm not talking about conference to conference to conference to... Some of these conferences are not even conference. You know, the English, compare. Somebody say compare. Somebody's talking, talking, talking. That's not comparing. You're not listening to me too. I'm talking about winning somebody. Bringing them out of darkness into his marvelous light. Translating a soul from a broken down, run down life to a life that is beaming and glorifying God. From somebody who's going to heaven to somebody who's going to hell. From depopulating hell to populating heaven. Oh, somebody, are you hearing what I'm talking about? Changing somebody's life. I sponsor them. Whatever, wherever they are going, yeah, I sponsor them. I have some young evangelists. You can, I mean, you find them with shoes that are dust all over. They've walked from village to village. When you go and visit them, you see 
thousands of people, hundreds in different congregations. Somebody came to me and said, I was blessed with a beautiful vehicle. My vehicle broke down and somebody blessed me with a brand new one. And when he came, somebody said, I hope you're not going to do what you did with the other vehicle. I said, what? He says, I know you. You're going to take this beautiful vehicle, take it in the bush again? I said, the one who gave me, he knows that I go to the bush. Maybe he wants me to be comfortable in the bush. <laughs> Nothing should be spared for the winning of souls. Are you hearing somebody? Nothing. My wife and I, our philosophy, nothing is sacred in the house. We, we've given away refrigerators, stoves. I've given away a car before. I've given away lounge suite. Money is not even... Oh, my God. One thing I've not... There are people that are just talking about having money, 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 money. Listen to me. Money is for the transforming of lives to the glory of God. And one thing I know about all this money, the more you, one thing that I like is that any pipe that conducts oil is always oily. You never get broke because you're doing it right. You're conducting it. God wants us to change our community. Hear me, people from La Palma Christian Church. Don't ever create an atmosphere where you are mindful just about yourself and your wife and your children. People in the streets need Jesus. People are watching you. Your neighbor is watching you. Like that testimony about that kid who said, Dad, I'm watching you. Your neighbors are watching you. They want, some of them don't know how to approach you. You make a deliberate approach. They just don't know how to greet you. Have you ever met somebody, they don't know how to say hi? They watch you, and they're like, they're not sure. And you also pretend like, yeah. We are here to build the kingdom. Open up. Hallelujah. Testify. Help them. Pay for their bill. Break their heart to pour out. I like it when you make an article, the Holy Spirit comes and people break. There was one young man in my church. You can never shake him off from my vicinity. He's this young man used to live, he was a street boy. Sometimes he slept in a tree to just get away from dogs and other things. Sometimes he slept in the corridors in the street. No father, the family rejected him. He came to church and I drew him in. I prayed for him. The only problem is that every time I prayed for him, he fell down. Every Sunday, and the ashes got tired. What's wrong with him? Every time you pray, he's down on the ground. 
What do we do, pastor? I said, leave him alone. See, when you're not sick, you don't understand when somebody else is sick. When, when somebody hurts you, you have no idea what they're going through. I said, no, pastor, maybe he's disturbing. I said, disturbing what? The flow. I said, what flow? Do you even know where the Holy Spirit came from and which door he used to come in? Leave him alone. The Bible says in his presence is fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life. God wants to minister to every person. This young man after two or three months, Pastor, I'm feeling better now. I said, okay, go find a job. There's a job you have to lift cement on your head. I said, can you do it? He says, I will try. He came back crying, oh, it's a hard job. I said, go back. Go back and do it again. Did it again several months. They gave him the keys. He was in charge of stock taking and locking up all the cement that was brought in. After some time, they gave him an office. After some time, he came back driving a car. After some time, he has his own apartment. Hear me, people of God. Somebody out there on the street is looking at you to help them, disciple them, lead them, counsel them, comfort them. Never mind what people are saying about that unruly, filthy-looking and scruffy character. Why? Those who are sick are the ones who need a doctor. Those who are not sick don't need a physician. Help them. Lift them up. They are the people that God is sending us to. And not just the pastor and the evangelist and those with little titles here and there. God is looking at somebody with a heart. Let me give you a few thoughts here. People are looking for Somebody that will help them. The church needs to get back to its role. Each one of you is influencing a number of people. Identify them. Start to identify. Right now as I speak, some of you are already identifying somebody you are supposed to come with today. Next week, Bring them to the house of God. Some of you are probably going to write, listen to me, don't just use those little new gadgets just to show off. You know, people have just been caught up with these new gadgets that make all kinds of funny noises just so that everybody else can hear the noise that you have. Did you hear my latest noise? Listen to me. God wants you to use it to evangelize. Tell somebody Jesus loves them. Tell somebody Jesus saves. Tell somebody Jesus wants them in the house of God. We are the building blocks for the church of Jesus Christ. There are three responses to my message one of them give it up and walk away there are some people that just gave up evangelizing I was disappointed 
I tried to witness this guy. He took advantage of me. And I just quit. And I don't want to witness nobody anymore. Just give up. That's the spirit of Jonah. I know you, Lord. I'll talk to those Ninevites, and you're going to forgive them. So what's the point? I'm going to Shashish. Tashish, whatever they call it. <laughs> he was off. Esau lost his birthright just because he didn't value the responsibility that was ahead of him. God wants you to realize the responsibility you have. Oh, I wish you could understand what you have in your hands. Those hands. Just look at your hands a little bit. Those are not just ordinary hands. These are hands that God has touched to touch others. You can touch lives. You can bring in lives. Even if you can win one person in a year, do it. Do it. Like I said, I, I don't spare anything. If I see somebody's working as an evangelist, I'll give them everything. There's a young man, I mean, I, I, everything just goes. What's the point of having two cars when you can only drive one? What's the point of having seven beds when you can sleep in only one? What's the point of having several hamburgers when you really just need one? What's the point? Everything must go for the extension of the kingdom of God. Listen to me. There's no such thing as uh, security. You can, yeah, just do it. Just do it, your security, uh, retirement, stuff like that. But people have done this retirement stuff. Some have planned it so well. And I'm not saying don't do it. Do it for your own conscience. But God can call you anytime. And don't say, that's God can call you. One day I preached a message. My wife didn't like it. I said, I want to die. I said, how could you preach that kind of message? I said, read. It's in the Bible. My desire is to be with the Lord. But for your sake, I'm willing and content to stay. That's what Paul says. For me to live is Christ to die is come on you business people who wants to be at a loss come on to live is Christ to die is we'll use the commercial commercial language to die is profit in other words listen to me this life we live has got a purpose don't divert your purpose to only acquire get 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 all you can and can all you get Remember the ultimate purpose. Few weeks ago, I was deep in the bush with my beautiful car. <laughs> I mean, people are shocked. This car here, 
I said, yeah, God wants me to be comfortable. <laughs> I brought the gospel. You should have seen, I wish I had the picture. I found kids at school that we started, uh, the kids are sitting on bamboo. I wish I had all the pictures done for your, but it was Father's Day anyway. But it was, they sit on bamboo. I sat there for a few minutes and I was shifting different directions. <laughs> I said, I wonder how these kids sit for eight hours. But listen to me. We must reach everyone. Somebody say everyone. Everyone. How many have got neighbors? Two, three? Come on, you rate, be honest. Start to target one at a time. When you see them, tell them you are heavenward. You are heaven bound. You, God wants us to reach them. Don't ever say no, some of them are hard hearted. Listen to me. So are you. Some of you were just saved two years ago. Where have you been all this time? <laughs> you need a manpower and you're coming when you're tired. God wants us to reach everyone. Don't quit. Don't quit. Like these disciples, the children of Israel, when they went to Babylon, they sang and said, by the rivers of Babylon. There we sat down and wept when we remembered Zion. Besides the rivers, we hung up our hearts on the willows thereof. When the captives required of us a song, they say, sing us one of the songs in Zion. But then they say, how could we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Our joy, our devotion must be to the establishment of the purpose of God. Number two, don't sympathize and just talk about it. There are too many Christians that just talk about evangelism. They know the fivefold ministry. Okay, evangelist. Okay, what does this term mean? It's apostle. And this one, okay, that's for pointing. It's prophetic. Then this one. I'm a practical theologian like your pastor. <laughs> Give me a break. Do something. I'm hungry. <laughs> Giving me ingredients of the food. Give me the food. <laughs> don't talk some things you don't talk, some things you do. When was the last time you prayed about your hamburger? Right now, I can prophesy without hearing from God. Most of us here are hungry. <laughs> and you know exactly where to go without prayer and fasting. <laughs> Some things you don't pray. One of those is bringing somebody to the Lord. You don't pray. Listen to me, next Sunday we could be full right here. All the pews. Each one of you just bring one person. The interesting thing about America, everyone from 16 upwards has to drive. May God have mercy. But this, that simply means each one of you has got four passengers missing. What are those four seats for? 
just for you to make sure you, 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 your, your car has seats. You just needed to drive alone. You might as well buy a tractor. <laughs> just at one seat. But God wants us to touch lives. My vehicle is always full. <laughs> Packed. Right up to church. Run out of room. We go to the wallet. Who needs transport? <laughs> Who needs transport? You know, as I pursue the hand of God, God has also in turn blessed me. Like I'm saying, I have a brand new vehicle, very beautiful. Uh, and just because somebody said that I was working for God, I went to look for a piece of land from uh, one of the uh, officials in government, high official in government. He says, I don't have land for the church right now, but I have land for you. Write an application. I said, I came with my application for the church. He says, no, you write another application for yourself. And when he signs, it's like the president has signed. Within one day, it takes six months or a year to get a piece of land for you. He gave it to me for free. Not too far from the first president, right opposite the finance minister. Guess the standard of land that I have. When you take care of God's business, he takes care of your business. God wants to do something. In, don't just talk about evangelism. Don't just, one day I'm going to be an usher. Right? Get in there. Fill up this pew. Listen to me. No, I don't like people when it's too crowded. I start to go. America, listen to me. You can't, you can't. Oh, gosh. You can't quit. You can't flee from people. There are some churches that I've been to, you find that they even have labels. Each person has got their own seat. L label, there's a name there. We need more people. No, we don't want a very full church. That's not your problem. That's the problem of the elders and deacons. Let them expand. Let them buy more land. Let them buy those houses run about this church. Expand this fellowship. It's all about the heaven in Jerusalem. Don't just sympathize and talk about it. There's a young girl called Rhoda in the book of Acts 12 verse 14. They, they were busy praying. Oh God, we pray for Peter. We pray for his release. We pray for, he was in prison. God answers. Peter knocks at the door. Guess what? They were busy about, we bind any interference. We bind, we come again. Some people pray without expecting a result. When the result comes, they're even shocked. This young girl rode, opened the door and closed it, ran back and said, Peter is outside. You are praying for him. But when he comes, you're not ready. People flock in here. They sit on your pew and they say, I don't like these new members. They don't know where to sit. Because <laughs> you've marked your spot. 
One of the things that I used to do at a conference, we could have, uh, uh, we, uh, the largest facility well, at that time was about 2,500. And uh, we usually had about 6,000 people turn up. So we put video stuff outside. And uh, the trouble was that some people, because they've marked their spot, they'd rather come in casually late. After all, my seat, I have reserved seating. Ask that video guy whether he likes that. Video guy, somebody in the house might not like it. Because he's got to shoot that empty seat and then bob your head in his, in his view before sitting down. They don't like that. Listen to me, people of God. Love new members. What I used to do is I, I would stand up and sit on the floor and any new member would sit there. And guess what? All my leaders felt you can sit here in this seat. So they all had to humble themselves. <laughs> Listen to me. We've got to allow new births. Only people that don't like babies don't bring babies. When you have these new members coming in, they are babies. You will love them. When you, when you see somebody bringing them, you will also want because you love babies. You give them room. Don't just sympathize. Don't just talk about it. Get yourself in there. Finally, ask God to help you find your way back into winning souls. Ask God, each one of you. There must be someone that you can touch. Someone's life that you can affect and bring immediate results. It's not hard to fill up this church. It's not difficult. But it takes each one, especially if you have been in the Lord for a few months or a year or so, you have no choice but to bring somebody to Jesus. You can. If you have a phone, and especially those of you that are into sales, you cannot represent Colgate toothpaste without representing the kingdom of God. Have you noticed how we can sell buns? We can sell all the Dunkin' Donuts. First time I came here, somebody convinced me Dunkin' Donuts was something special. I mean, I, I mean it's special, but somebody they just came up with Dunkin' Donuts, never had any Dunkin' Donuts. You don't have a Dunkin' Donuts. And I thought, my God, I have missed something. Then they took me over and I had Dunkin' Donuts. I said, right. <laughs> we got some of these. These are fritters. <laughs> but the point is, he convinced me. I said, I said, I wish he could convince sinners out there that salvation is sweet, tasty, nice. Have you noticed how we could convince yourself? You convince yourself about your hairdo. You, you, you convince yourself that this is the way you, we all should be dressed. If I dress differently, you're like, why are you dressed like that? <laughs> if you could think that you are better dressed than I am, then you could also convince me that Jesus in you is better than the God that I have. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? We must win someone to Jesus. 
as we get out there, touch somebody's life. Use your phone. I like your telemarketers. They call anytime. Hello, I'm blah, 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 blah. I heard somebody got tired and got fed up. I said, why don't you tell them that Jesus went too fast? I said, talk fast too. Miracles are supposed to be fast. <laughs> Speak. We can build the walls. But just ask David in 1 Samuel 30 and verse 8 says, Shall I pursue? Shall I overtake them? God says, pursue and you will overtake them and recover all. You can win La Palma for Jesus. You don't need to wait for the pastor's call or special evangelist. You yourself can bring the gospel with your bare hands. You can touch life. You can transform lives. You can equip people. You can draw them in. You can say Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Surely goodness and mercy can follow you all the days of your life and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We can win people to Jesus. That is our mission. That's our purpose. Just because you felt, we, we all failed somewhere. Failure doesn't stop. How many of you are growing up, you never fail? There's no child that grows trying to learn to walk that doesn't fall. He got to fall. <laughs> Because you got to learn to walk too. Somebody said, if the mountain was smooth, nobody could climb it. You got to learn to get up. I've prayed for so many people. Some people get healed. Some people die. Discouragement. Discouragement. One young man came to me and said, Dad, right in the midst of the worst discouragement in my ministry life. Daddy looked at him. My heart bled because at that moment, God pushed me to Romans chapter 8. Because that word daddy is the same word Adonai. It's a baby's talk. Baby, baby's term for a father. When a baby says daddy, it doesn't matter whether they are soiled or dirty. You pick them up because they are saying, I'm vulnerable. You are my strength. When this young man came to me, I took him in. From that time onwards, he was dependent on me. And he says, Daddy, I am married. I'm a pastor, but I thought you have been my mentor. You've been the one I've looked at. I did not know him since Adam. And I said, so what's going on in your life? Then he says, please pray for me. My wife and I, we cannot have children. We have been pastors. We have no children and things are not running well. At that point, I wept and prayed for him. Within two months, he called me and said, Dad, my wife is, expect is expecting. A few months down the line, says, Dad, we are expecting twins. 
God wants you to affect someone. Bring someone to Jesus. Convert them. You will never be lonely because your children shall call you dad, mom. You can never be out there alone because somebody looks up to you. Don't ever say, I have no one that cares for me. Just care for somebody who will see how they will care for you. Take care of somebody. They will care for you. This is what I feel the Lord has been speaking to me concerning La Palma. Somebody here needs to get to witness, to speak, to call, to text message, to email, to Twitter. Whatever means possible, whatever means practical, communicating the gospel. Your neighbor needs to come to your house. You need to go to your neighbor. Your, your workmate needs to hear about Jesus. I know there are restrictions in your workplace. Make an appointment just like you make an appointment for lunch. Make a, Oh, Holy Spirit. There is a way where there is no way. Somebody here in La Palma needs Jesus. I don't know who I came for. I don't know who I'm speaking to. Only thing I know is that somebody here is going to touch a life that will be lived in effective way and they will testify and say that day was the day that I received the Lord. Somebody's getting saved. Somebody's being touched. Somebody shall be communicated to. Why don't you rise to your feet wherever you are? My God. I feel there's somebody here that you need. You're just saying, Pastor, I just need to have moved. I need to move. I need prayer. I, I feel you have spoken into my life. You have spoken to me. I want to touch somebody. I am going to speak to someone. I am going to testify. I am going to touch somebody's life. Wherever you are, you are saying, Pastor, pray for me. I am going to reach out to somebody. I am going to reach out to someone. I am going to touch somebody's life. Wherever you are, it could be your neighbor. It could be your workmate. But you are saying, Pastor, pray for me. Somebody who hear the gospel by my mouth, by my walk, my steps shall be beautiful upon the mountain because I bring good tidings of great joy. Wherever you are, you want to come out here, I want to pray with you. You have your hand up. Pastor, pray for me. Pastor, pray for me. I want you to come here. I want you to come here. They might not call you evangelist, but the spirit of an evangelist is coming on you. You will touch a life that you have never touched before. Somebody will call you mother who was not your child. You will be a parent to those that are motherless and fatherless. You will become a father to those that have said, Pastor, I have no one. Somebody's yearning and crying. There's a word of exhortation that you will speak, you yourself will be shocked and say, did I say that? How did I become the one who spoke such oratory? My, my young, my son, 20, 20, 23 year old, 
I didn't know much. I mean, we, we talked father, son, we played soccer together. But I only discovered December he had a totally different gift. From my own loins. In December he was voted Zambia's best poet. When that boy starts to bring poetry, you think you'd never read the Bible before. Today he's speaking in front of the president. He's speaking in front of vice president. He's invited to places that I can never reach. Hear me. My spirit is speaking. Let somebody hear. God is going to take you to places that your own spirit, your father, never went. You're going to go, you're going to go, you're going to go. I may not go with you, but you will go. You will touch lives that I can never touch. You will speak into lives that I can never speak, never in the world. But you have a key that nobody knows. There's an opportunity that's going to happen. Salvation shall come to La Palm. the Holy Spirit. Oh. You are not looking to the left. Don't copy me. Be yourself. God is going to use you. Uniquely you. Don't look at anybody else. Your song shall reverberate with a different rain. Oh, Holy Spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak to these beautiful feet. I speak to these beautiful feet that preach good tidings, Lord. I speak to these beautiful feet. These in their troubled mind. If you've been troubled in your mind, can I do it? Should I do it? Should I follow him? Should I pursue it? God, peace. I speak peace. I speak shalom. I speak a mind that is stayed of the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You shall mount up on wings as eagles. You shall run and not be weary. You shall walk and not faint. Yet though you walk through the valley of the shadows of death, you shall fear no evil. The Lord is your refuge. The Lord is your strength. He will become a good work in you. Shall complete it. He shall sustain it. He shall cause it to be anchored in the word. He shall give you a word in season. Oh God, give them a tongue like the pen of an orator. Give them a tongue like the pen of a ready writer. Give them a tongue that shall write the words on the hearts of the people. Give them a tongue. Give them utterances in season and out of season. Give them a word in season and out of season. Awaken the giant that has slumbered, killing birds, killing bears and lions. Awaken the giant that shall bring down Goliath. 
Awaken the giant that has been looking after sheep. Let it look after the people. Awaken the giant that has been building the walls of Jerusalem. Oh God, awaken the giant that shall awaken. Oh God, and build the new Jerusalem. Oh, somebody's praying. Somebody's praying. I feel such an anointing. Such a presence of God. Oh, Rabba, drink from my well, says God. Drink, 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 drink. For there is a river whose streams shall make glad your own personal life. There is a river. My God, my God, my God, my God. In the name of Jesus. Oh, In the name of Jesus. Peace on your mind. Peace, peace, peace. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Look not to the left or to the right. Lifting up does not come from the east nor from the west. It does not come from the wilderness. It comes from the Lord. Strength. Strength. Strengthen these hands of God. I pray, Lord God, let these feet be beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful, my God. Let these feet be beautiful. Beautiful spreading good tidings. In the name of Jesus, peace. Peace like a river. Peace beyond your wildest dreams. Your wildest imagination. Your wildest... Your thoughts... Will be, will be short of description of what the Lord shall do with his hands. Touch, 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 precious, precious Lord God, in the name of Jesus, let heal. Heal my God through the laying on of his hands. In the name of Jesus, touch peace. Touch Lord. Beautiful. Oh, that the gold. Go, go. Tears. You shall come in rejoicing. Bearing your sheets. You shall come rejoicing. Bearing those sheets. Peace. Fear not. Look neither to the left nor to the right. Look neither to those that are despising you. For the Lord your God is your strength. He is your refuge. He is a stronghold. You shall fear no evil. 